I really want it to be 80s newscaster music. This show is not allied with any sect, denomination, political entity, organization, or institution. Does not engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any cause. Neither do we. We're not affiliated with Al-Anon or any other 12-step program. The opinions expressed here are strictly of the person who gave them. Please take what you like and leave the rest. Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. Hi, I'm Claire. Hi, Claire. And this is Crosstalk. Let's get current. How was your week? I should say, how was your week in recovery? My week was really good. I think the one thing that I want to share is like... I didn't participate in Compare and Despair that I used to participate in Mm. um, at like a semi-professional thing where I was looking at peers doing what I really would like to be doing. Uh And um, yeah, I like saw these things on a showcase and like got to just admire other people's work. And I didn't feel like the old feelings that used to really come up, which would be like envy and jealousy and like shame. And I just, I didn't, I like got to sit there and go like, I had this question for myself was like, what are these people doing that I'm not doing? And not in like a comparing despair way, not like, oh, like they're better than me or they have something, not from a victim space, but from a literally like information gathering of like, oh, I realized that there may be a little more open to failure and that's how they're they're able to just show up and like maybe open to making mistakes and mm-hmm. I have a really hard time like showing up to do something with the thought that I might fail at that thing so I get a little like perfection paralysis and I was like okay like I could find courage and maybe like some more mentorship in this area I got sick last week and had to lay in bed for like six days and didn't get horribly depressed from it, which was nice. Very nice. Yeah, I was like, I'm really isolated. Like, I'm not leaving the house. I, I was mm. like, I haven't seen anyone in five days, like physically in person. And I was definitely very impatient and getting restless and like texting and being like needing to, you know, not making outreach calls because that would have been crazy. But, um, <laughs> you know, if I could, it, it is an I program. It is an I program. It's an I program. program. Don't yeah. listen to that. Um, but, you know, just just sort of waited it out so i was really excited because oftentimes those things could really sidetrack me like losing an entire week of your life when actually i really needed to lay down for a week like legitimately so like what else did you do because i hear you didn't make outreach calls none of my business i'm not taking your inventory but i am curious to know how you (sighs) did stay out of like old Um, slippy slidey disease shameless on Showtime, hmm. which has like nine seasons mm-hmm. and is actually about addiction and Al-Anon. And she gets in Al-Anon in season nine, you know, no spoilers or anything. But um, Lid, that was, I know. So now I have to put alert. that at the beginning. Sorry, Great. spoiler alert. Um, so I feel like I got recovery by watching Fiona do struggle with her drinking disorder um, and her financial issues and feeling pretty good about myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm buying that. It's not but... really ideal program, but no, I made some outreach calls. Oh, I made okay. Some outreach calls. Okay. I just, you know, okay. I probably could have made more outreach calls. I hear awareness. That's I hear nice. Awareness of that. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. First A. First A. Of the three. Of the three A's, which is the three A's of a program that you and I are both in, which is called Al-Anon. That's right. This. And that's right. That's how we met. That is how we met. Isn't that great? Fuck, I love programs so much. Aww. I'm so annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you. 
I no, love you're like, it. You're like the I program, love it. like, munchkin that, like, tells everybody. Sure. Like, you're, like, bringing the hmm. rainbow program to everybody, just, like, running around with yeah. glitter coming out of your yeah. I That's actually what my higher power does. I know. That's but, why I brought it up. But, um, <clears throat> I love my higher power, too. Um... <laughs> I do describe, like, my introduction to program being, like, I, like, came in, I, like, fell in, and then I, like, took some of the Kool-Aid, and then I was like, this Kool-Aid's fucking awesome. Like, I want to help sell this Kool-Aid. I was like, have you guys been drinking this Kool-Aid? Have you heard of this? It's amazing. Have you heard of this? It's amazing. I think that energy is infectious. And so, you know, one of the things that is difficult when I first got into program is you can't ask questions in meetings. It's called crosstalk. That's right. It is, Corey. Yeah. And it's an interesting phrase, and I'm going to read a phrase from the literature about crosstalk. Great. Because it's the name of this show. It is. Um, And it says, This meeting is elected not to allow crosstalk, with the exception of acknowledging the leader for the day. Crosstalk is defined as talking during another person's share, talking directly to another member, talking directly to another member, or giving advice or commenting about a previous share mm. when it is your turn. Um, so the story of this podcast, which I thought we should share because it's our very first podcast. Yeah, how did that come about? And it's also my very first podcast as a host of a podcast ever. Me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, We're newcomers. We're newcomers. That's going to be our topic today, I feel like. On some level. I'm feeling like you might be right. Okay. I don't think the whispering's working. Um, so how this came about, <laughs> backstory. Yeah, tell um, me. So I was recording speakers as a sub at this meeting that I go to. And mm. they, this woman was asking me to do it, and she was gone a lot. Mm. Wow. I have, I have a history. No judgment kind of like there. Basically being the co on a few, a few uh, things <laughs> that I didn't sign up for. Um, <laughs> Resentment. Uh, no, no, no. Um, so anyway, so I'm recording these speakers and this woman's so nice. And she, I was like, I would really, I was really interested in the fact because I travel a lot and I drive like seven hours at a time sometimes. Wow. To one of these places that wow. I spend my time and you got to go on YouTube if you want to hear people. Yeah. And there's one other recovery show that I know of related to Alan Arms. Yeah. These two men, these two lovely men are sharing their experience, but I didn't get what Wait, I was you're talking about. Charlie. Oh, no, that's a different thing. It's a different podcast. Um, but I didn't, you, it was very hard to access uh, Al-Anon on the go. Agreed. In my opinion. Mm. So um, I was like, oh, I really want to get involved in recording these. And, and she was like, I was like, I really want to do an Al-Anon podcast. And the woman in my meeting was like, me too. And she and I talked about it for a minute, but she proved like maybe not as available as I was. Wait, you talked to somebody else about doing it? This was a long time ago. The <laughs> genesis of the idea. Wow. So then I talked to my other friend. Um, who's also who's actually a very successful podcast producer for like legitimate places and money. Don't say his name. I didn't say it was a he. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Outing people. No. <laughs> so, um, and this person was like, I would love to do it. I'd love to participate. I think you should call it Crosstalk. And that was her her idea actually yeah and um and i was like that's exactly what because basically what i wanted was a program where not only did you hear people share but you got to ask them questions and really investigate Mm. my Mm. background one of my backgrounds is investigative journalism or well that's highfalutin i was just a journalist but um certainly (laughs) journalism in general involves certain amount of investigation and you know After meetings, you get to go in fellowship and talk about and ask Mm -hmm. questions of people, but you Mm -hmm. can't do it in the room. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make a podcast that was specifically about that concept. 
and then to sort of take ownership of something that's actually a negative in the room and should be on purpose. But in the context of this podcast yeah. and fellowshipping, I feel it's completely appropriate and hopefully will be really helpful for people listening. And then I was like, oh, my good friend Claire is the best program. Maybe she'd want to do it. She's very into projects. And she was like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do an album Wait, me. podcast. And that person was you. Me. Yeah. Wow. It because took me I a wasn't to happening. Up, it was but... just like an idea doing sitting in the dustbin, going nowhere. And then I said to you, and then. I said. <laughs> Yes, and. Yes, and. Which is what my sponsor says to me all the time, um, is yes, and. You, nobody can see me right now, but I'm just stroking my imaginary beard. Um, good good yeah, descriptor. Yeah. Got to keep that. It's important. Yeah. I want people to know my personality. How are they going to know unless I tell them what I'm up to? a lot of pausing people. Whoa. <clears throat> um, yeah, I remember that, you know, vaguely because you and my life is kind of irrelevant but um no you're really important to me and when you came to me and you were like you were like hey uh that's what you sound like in my it has to go through a filter in order for me to like actually it's obviously boring i won't go on about it but um yeah and i was like whoa Corey, i have been wanting to do uh, wait for it. Bum, bum, bum. Al-Anon podcast. Oh yeah, I had been. HP. I had been. HP was like, I'm going to put these people together. And then we were together. Uh, yeah. because But the reason I wanted to do an Al-Anon yeah. podcast was really similar. It really wasn't about like the um, cross-talkingness. I loved that element that you brought to the table, clearly, because I'm fucking sitting here in this chair uh, with you. <laughs> <clears throat> but I also feel felt like feel like I want more audio content outside yes. of the rooms yes. of recovery, um, you know. And I want to hear other experience, strength, and hope, and not just a speaker meeting. Like I love the idea of talking about program. I do a lot of fellowship. I do a lot of we of the program because for me, like I have to, or my disease will kill me. Um, and for me, this is like what a beautiful we. I could be like sitting at my desk at work and listening to this, you know, and that might actually be the exact thing that I need that day. Um, I didn't know I was going to get so serious so quick, but um, it might be the, the thing that I needed that day to really help me like strive and not be in my disease and my distorted thinking. Um, yeah. And, that's beautiful. Yeah. So we're here. I just did it for money and prizes. You're getting paid. Fame. I'm pretty sure that it says somewhere in our literature for it to remain forever non-professional. I don't know. I'm not affiliated It's somewhere in here. <laughs> um, well, I'm so glad that you agreed to do it. Me too. And I think it's going to be super fun. And I think that we're going to have a blast and we're going to have the best guests. And the format of the show is we're going to bring a guest on every week and we are going to have them lead essentially a topic, and a share their experience, strength, and hope about the topic. And then we are going to crosstalk like a motherfucker. We're going to fucking ask questions. And just ask I'm probably going to take notes while take notes. Yeah, I'm going to be like it's like as if I was at a meeting and then I wanted to go talk to that speaker yeah. after the meeting but then I like didn't have to fucking wait in that long ass motherfucking line. I'm just going to ask right away. And and just to be like okay, yeah, you said this thing. You passed over cuz you obviously we obviously skip our background a lot and be like, "Oh, yeah, and then there was something." Some people whoa, do. Whoa, 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 hold on. Like, Everybody does a different Corey. The time you were crawling out of a window of a burning building. <laughs> Take can me, we go back to can that? Can we go back there for a sec? Can we, like, unpack that for a minute? Because uh, that would be nice to hear how you 
I know everything's fine. I've, you know, now I have serenity. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Take me through that journey a little yeah. bit more. So that's point of the show. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, and so I think we can... And we have a topic. We'll always we have, have a, topic. a topic. Just to keep it a little on track. Just to keep it a little on track. There might yeah. be a little banter. There might be some games. Could There's be. going to be some learning. Mm-hmm. Growth. Discovery. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I hope to uncover discover and discard something every time i hear hopefully not articles of clothing i don't know why that i i I don't know it got like weird in my head doing a nude show now (laughs) at least bottomless okay um that's why i do radio and not tv i don't want to wear pants as often as possible i I really don't like pants either to be frank like when i come home i like take off my clothes immediately i know and just sit in these like big baggy shorts i know you do it's a lot of information for listeners at home um so let's time it's time to cross talk and so today we are super lucky well first of all the topic for today we thought because we were bantering about what to start with and we thought well what do newcomers hear when they go into the room what is the first thing they hear because we're kind of newcomers to a podcast and maybe you're a newcomer today listening to um and so that was sort of what led us and then i got my my good friend in the program, Rachel, to come down today and talk about the topic of being a newcomer and what resonates to her, what resonated to her when she was a newcomer. And Rachel's joined us today. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. Hi. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, What's Rachel. your name? I'm Rachel. Hi, Hi Rachel. Rachel. That's something we do in program. We do we do We can't not do it. We do Isn't it. Isn't it weird that everybody how does uncomfortable it you are when someone doesn't do it? Like, the whole room is just like, they're, they're just nails waiting. in the... In, they're like, in my experience, yes. In my experience, the room is just like, why didn't they say their name? Yeah. Let me say that again. Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. You say it so well. Thank really? You. That's so beautiful. It really puts me in my, my zone. How are you My enjoying this zone. beautiful Saturday? It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's a little overcast here in Los Angeles, mm. which is a, it's a special treat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for those of us who live here day in and day out. Right. The sun can be too much sometimes. It can. Too it much can. of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Too much. Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the topic you want to share about today, and I can't wait to hear it. Great. Is someone timing? Oh, yeah. That's me. I'm your timer. Um, how would you like your time? <laughs> I'll also be serving as your timer today and craft service and literature. I did bring a book, so I am literature. I did notice the lack of snacks. I just want to point that out. I would like to point out that when I invited you to do the show, you thought that snacks were an important part and then Uh volunteered to get snacks. Uh Oh, did I? And told me that you were going to go to a special donut place today and bring us very special donuts. And then it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard to drive in Los Angeles. Yeah. I have a lot of feelings right now. Right? <laughs> anyway, we'll do without the snacks, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm in Al Anon, so I'm really good at getting by with the things that I wanted or needed and not <laughs> having them. Great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot right. of that, people. Just <laughs> FYI. A lot of that kind of recovery. Anyway. So, please. anyway, I just want to thank you both. It's really, really a pleasure to be here. I love Al Anon, I'm a diehard fan of it in any form it takes and in all my affairs. So this is, this is really special. Um, today I thought I would talk about uh, how I came to believe that there was a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. Uh, as a newcomer, that was a huge, massive struggle for me, this concept of God. Um, six years into the program now, thankfully, I have a higher power. So I thought I'd just talk about that journey a little bit. Awesome. 
So uh, first we'll just, uh, I'll just qualify just briefly, uh, since we do that. Mm. Um, I grew up the youngest of five in what I like to call a well-lubricated Irish Catholic family, <laughs> which is just a way of saying that I qualify for this program a hundred times over. Um, but my primary qualifier was my mother. And my mother was beautiful and intelligent and creative and sensitive, and she could do anything she put her mind to. She was such a force, and I loved my mother. But she had a shadow side, and when she drank, it really turned her into a very, very different person. Uh, She was a rager, so uh, she was dangerous and reckless and unkind and irritating, really, to be honest. Um, and I hated that mother <laughs> as much and with with equal passion. So my father died when I was 13. And uh, my mother's alcoholism really it progressed quite quickly. She used to be a drink on the weekends and holiday, every holiday event. But it turned into just about every day before work. There were lots of DUIs. There were lots of bouts into rehab and... Um, and Saturday nights w- went pretty epic. They often involved blood and broken glass and sofas on fire. So it's in that atmosphere that I, you know, I learned a lot of things <laughs> growing up in alcoholism. I learned fear. I learned uh, to distrust everyone except myself. I learned uh, that God would not answer your prayers. You know, in this, in our program, we say you can't be in fear and in faith at the same time. And I believe that's true. And I think even without knowing that phrase as a child, I knew that was true. God for me in those days was an Irish Catholic God. He was patriarchal, judgmental, punishing, um, had an incredible obsession with Haitians becoming Catholic. Um, <laughs> it was just this God that was there and intimidating, but not mine. And that God never, ever answered my prayers. I had one. I had one prayer, and that was that my mother stopped drinking. So it really was a very simple choice if I was going to choose faith or fear. It was going to be fear. Because here's the thing about fear. Fear, I could switch really quickly into something else. I could switch it really quickly into anger or control or manipulation and those things made me feel powerful those things actually made me feel all powerful I became my own god from as a child up to six years ago let's face it Um, (laughs) (laughs) it it worked really well for me for a really long time and but when I decided to come into these rooms it was because I had become a secretive rager you know when I was talking to colleagues at work or friends or family. I could be really sweet. I could be calm. I could look like I had my act together. I could just, I could just play a role. But give me a mispackage and an unsuspecting UPS man, and I was off the charts. I was just raging mad all the time at anyone that I wouldn't have to see again. Mm. And that started to actually seep in to, my, to other parts of my life. And... I stopped being able to contain all of those, all that anger and the control mechanisms. So I came into Al-Anon, and I, with a lot of trepidation, really, 
because I knew that a higher power was part of a 12-step program. And I can remember one of my very first meetings. I said, in one of my very first shares, I don't believe in an interventionist God. So I'm not sure this program is going to work for me. And a woman came up to me at the end of the meeting and she said, you don't need it. Just keep coming back. And uh, that woman became my first sponsor. And I decided to just trust her, which was not something I was good at doing in those days. But I decided to trust her, and I did keep coming back. She gave me an assignment really early on to sit down and write a want ad for my higher power. Who, do I, who did I want? What did it look like? And I remember writing, I have this, and I read it sometimes because it's exactly who I have. This is, this is my higher power. She is fierce, and she's funny. And she doesn't judge, and she doesn't shame, and she supports me in struggle and in celebration. That's it. It's just solid. And, but how did I, you know, so I wrote that, and I was proud of it, and I, um, I read it sometimes, but I continued to operate my life as if I was in control of things. And I can't tell you exactly when it became apparent that my higher power was always with me, but I know it didn't happen without the steps. Because that first step that you take, you surrender to your own powerlessness. And it, for me, was the beginning of a spiritual path that I continue to be on. This, a spiritual path with a higher power. That um, surrender to this powerlessness was really what I was fighting the whole time, all the way through up till now, was this idea that I wasn't going to get con to control my life. I wasn't going to get to write my own destiny. I wasn't going to get to be um, safe because I made myself safe. I was going to instead have to surrender to whatever comes because it is what is supposed to be. It is, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. My higher power doesn't give me anything to punish me. She gives me what I need to learn the next step. So it has been a very, very big journey to that. You know, with fear, fear told me, Rachel, you need to figure it out. Faith tells me, you can't figure this out. And that's not an easy place to be most days. Most days, you want to figure it out and move on to the next thing so you can get a good night's sleep. Faith says, this isn't for you. Step back. You're, st you're going to be okay. I have it. You're going to be okay. And getting into that space frees up a lot of time. <laughs> and I would have been spending scheming. So I ended up with some more time on my hands. But it, it also means I have to sit a lot in the uncomfortable unknown and accept that things don't stay the same. Thank you. Thank you. I hear that. That things will change. Um, and trust that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, even if I don't like it, even if I don't want it. There was a story, there was something that happened recently that I thought really puts an, a nice point on this. I was walking in my neighborhood and I saw this little boy and he was sitting inside of a plas red plastic truck and he's got his hands on the steering wheel and he's moving him back and forth and he's happy, happy, happy. 
And right behind him is his mother pushing the truck. And I saw it and I thought, there we are. That is the human condition. We aren't driving the truck. Our higher powers are all behind us pushing that truck along. And that doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. We can be in joy. But I think it's really important to also know that it's just not up to us. That's what I got, guys. Awesome. Well, thank Thanks. you for sharing that. We would applaud you. Yeah, this is the part we'd applaud. I mean, I think this is an interesting topic. I also had that same experience. I mean, I think the word God is very intimidating. And I think as a newcomer, when you hear that word, like when you first come in and people, the people just bandy that word around, you know, mm. I think that it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I agree. Like I would say that was one of the most difficult things for me to hear or to decide like, this is what, if, if I keep coming to this, there's going to be a lot of this and they're going to, you're going to have to get on board with this part. And I think I thought, you know, I'm not going to. <laughs> Right. I remember I went to a meeting. Speaking of crosstalk, I went to a meeting. There's a meeting here. Well, I just like to say we're crosstalking now. I mean, oh, there just sorry. wasn't. A, there just wasn't a jump into that. This is we just started doing it. Let's just like dissect I mean, everything Rachel said and like crosstalk it. Actually, I mean, I understand why right, there's I no sec- crosstalk the there. Maybe, maybe you should how uncomfortable. A but I think it's probably to like finish sharing all this stuff and then somebody just straight up is like, yeah. <laughs> You're right, it just, was like, very, jump in. It was very presumptuous. I was Fuck. like, uh, I have a fear of dead air, I think. Even though you get we're not I, I'm sorry, do you get uncomfortable when things are going well? No. Um, <laughs> anyway, the story I was telling before I was interrupted oh. with this crosstalk was that I, um, I went to this meeting. There's a meeting here, and um, you can ask questions. It's the only meeting I've known of where you, where you can ask questions. Mind blown. Tuesday nights. And you, so you can, people share whatever, and then you can literally ask a question of someone in the room. And that's, you know, not allowed in most meetings. And I think I was with a fellow and, and they asked, you know, what about this whole God thing? And, and this fellow that I still see today was like, just, just fake it. Just pretend for a while. Just see what happens. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, then it's going to be my headboard. You know, I'm going to start with my headboard and like get my problems to my headboard every night. And then like it escalated mm. to like, you know, my brother who passed away, you know, like it worked my way up to this like thing that I've still not defined as much as you. I mean, you have a much, Claire, I'm motioning to Claire, have a much, much more interesting relationship with higher power. But, um, yeah, well, first I just want to say, uh, Rachel, thank you so much for mm. eloquently, gosh, I could listen to you speak all day, like oh, your voice maybe. is so, yeah, and just your delivery, uh, you know, is it's so calming and also poignant. Um, yeah, I don't relate to the same experience mm. in the exact same way, um, other than coming into program and not being, you know, it's like, I didn't have an idea of God, like as a child, I grew up in an environment that, uh, like my mom was raised Catholic, like parochial school, like, uh, you know, learned Latin, all of that. Um, and like, didn't want to have anything to do with it. So we didn't have to go to any, like, it didn't even exist that we went to anything or practiced anything. And then my dad was kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, atheist, I would say. It was just like, there isn't a God, planets. And I was like, <laughs> yes, planets. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I just didn't. It's so interesting, though, because, like, the societal idea of, like, 
organized religion and God was is so ever present in society, right? Mm-hmm. In America, it's all over. There's churches everywhere. You learn about it. Hear about other people's religious synagogues wherever you worship. Um, temples now i feel like i have to say all the things to not leave anybody any. out i know i was like oh fuck Moss. Moss. I was like, thanks guys uh together uh, you know um but anyways so <clears throat> yeah but like i got into uh i started my own spiritual journey before i entered program so when i came in here i kind of had an idea already of like what worked for me mm-hmm. um and so it was real easy for me to then like use the tool in my experience i found it very easy to use the tools i still struggled with the word God, because the idea of the of that word held so much weight of what God was supposed to be. I didn't hear in the rooms. In fact, like step one is, you know, I admitted I was powerless and my life became unmanageable. And then it's like, like step two, you said, uh, came to believe a power greater than myself could return us to sanity. That doesn't, the word God is not in step two mm-hmm. at all whatsoever. It's a power greater than myself. And, you know, it's like I hear a God of our own understanding. It's interesting to me that in our literature, the word God shows up so often when it is really about like a God of your own understanding, because I do think sometimes that can be, can feel like, for me, did feel like a mixed message at first when entering the rooms. Well, it was founded from, they were Christian, Bill and, right? I mean, it was a Christian. I'm not sure. That's an interesting question. But definitely something. Is on the, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot a of mm-hmm. uh, moment for me sometimes. There's a lot of prayers that are prayers. third step prayer. Although, um, you know, the big book does refer to uh, the agnostics. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a section in there, we the agnostics, which helped me a lot mm-hmm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written in such with such respect in some ways, mm. for the person that doesn't have God. It just simply challenges. Why are you so steadfast in your belief of that? And, st- of course, there's the other choice to have a belief in something. Right. Like, just be open to the fact that there might be another truth and that your righteousness about there definitely not being a God is, n- is no more open-minded than the person you think is being hoodwinked by this concept of religion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I definitely had coming in. I well, had yeah, a that's agnosticism lot of... to me, whereas atheism to me is just like definitive, absolutely not. Agnosticism, I always felt was like, well, I don't know. It seems unlikely, but it's certainly possible. Yeah, and it is called We the Agnostics, but it felt like they were talking to the people that were just like me. I was righteously indignant that people who believed in God were idiots. Mm-hmm. Right. I just had this chip on my shoulder about too. it that I no longer have. Yeah. Um, I want to crosstalk on your share. Let's get some crosstalking going. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this would belabor this horse to death and we'll probably find a, a, a rhythm with saying the word over and over again. But anyway, <laughs> so do you have... <laughs> crosstalk, crosstalk, crosstalk. Um, do you have a moment... You're a certain age where you decide there's no God. I can remember many of those Saturday nights that I was telling you about being up in my room with my hands clenched into this prayer position, asking, 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 please, what can I do? What can I do? What what are you asking of me? I'll do anything. I'll sacrifice anything. And I don't know. I think it was probably somewhere around 10 or 11 where I woke up the next morning and I was like, if it's there, I don't need it. 
Hmm. If it's there, it's not going to do anything for me anyway. Because nothing changed that. Because nothing changed. Nothing ever changed. Yeah. I just, you know, you just ran out. Again, let's take that apart, though, for a second. No one ever promised me a God that was going to do what mm. I asked. Mm. But you're a kid, right? You're disappointed when you don't get the present you wanted on Christmas. You're disappointed when you don't get what you want. You think you know what's best. It's sort of implied in prayer, too, right? Yeah, like I was from literally just thinking fa- that. The, the traditional faith or whatever, the merit. Like, I always feel like the prayer idea was that you ask for something and then receive it. That right. was always my under- like con- conceptual understanding so of it as well. I can well. see how a child would be would, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Why am I not getting it? From this guy. I mean, it's like Santa Claus, basically, at that point. It's like, right, yeah. And sometimes he knew what was up. because He did have a beard. That and is... it does also feel like, <laughs> it does also feel to a kid, and maybe even to an adult sometimes, that when bad stuff happens to you, you're being punished. Somehow you didn't do what you needed to do to get good things to come. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. other people have these amazing mm-hmm. lives and these houses and these families and everything's great mm-hmm. and they drive a supercar, they must be doing it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think as a kid, you know, even as a kid, I chose me. Mm-hmm. Well, someone had to. Someone had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I feel. We don't mm-hmm. always learn bad things in Al-Anon. Yeah, as an mm-hmm. Al-Anon. I mean, yeah. we, do, we don't always learn bad things through alcoholism. Some of the things are actually quite useful. Like, I did put a lot of tru- trust in me, which have now mm-hmm. put in perspective, have mm-hmm. now put it into balance mm-hmm. with other parts of my life. But someone had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you do you think that was the moment? Do you conversely I'd be curious, do you have a moment when you mm-hmm. brought it back, when it mm-hmm. came back mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, that's you know, they say in program all the time, you know, wait till the miracle happens. And so stick around for the stick around miracles. for the miracle. Right. And it, don't leave before the miracle. Don't leave before don't the miracle. There's all different None of those are slogans as it turns <laughs> out, because I just looked at them today again. Oh. Well, Corey, don't it? ruin <laughs> I know. That one's a good one. That's true. I could use that. Right but they say that, and I feel like one of the things that they don't explain is what a miracle is, and mm-hmm. that is suddenly mm-hmm. you're living mm-hmm. a different life. Mm-hmm. It's just the the curtain is pulled back, and you're like, wait, this is a completely different life than what I was living a year ago. Mm-hmm. And there, so it was like that with my higher power. I don't remember when. I'm just nodding. I'm just like nodding so much. Just, <laughs> just nod, it wasn't nod. like one day where I was like, great, you know, God is my co-pilot. That wasn't that day. But there is this realization that I have a choice most days throughout the day to do something with God or do something without God. I now have that choice. And I know for a fact, if I do it with God, it's going to be easier. And that, that did not look, my life did not look like that two years ago even. Do you feel like there was a time that you didn't have a choice? Bunny ears? Yeah, right. (laughs) She's making quotes. Quotes? quotes. Um, I did always have a choice, but Mm. one of the things I think about the cunning and baffling disease of alcoholism is yeah. that it makes you think you don't mm-hmm. and you just keep double but doubling down mm-hmm. on whatever you've got going on mm-hmm. and I 
I can remember, can you guys remember this? Can you guys remember having a feeling in your body that you were about to do something and, and really not being able to take a pause, to not take a moment? You were going, even though you knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I do like it all yesterday. the fucking time. Yeah. Huh. It's like, maybe I, I did it this I'm like, did I do it this morning? Maybe. I <laughs> Did I compulsively fold my laundry for 10 minutes longer than I wanted to? Because <laughs> it felt like it was calming me? No, I, I maybe. Like yeah, now I fold my like... laundry, the demons won't get me. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. the song we sing. Oh. No, oh. that's not. But okay. It should I be mean, that. I've never sang that song. I, I think it's actually um, less likely that I'm unaware of what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I know. I'll still do it. But I'm, I know there was a choice there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for the large part of my life, I didn't know there was a choice. I thought there was survival or death, and that's it. And so everything was justified. It didn't need to be analyzed. You were going to do it. Whatever you thought of, you had to do because that was survival. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really hear that, and I heard awareness. Um, you know, and it's like in opening that aware. I think that the, that awareness for me and my spiritual practice like for me my higher power is is a spiritual practice the program is is for me like the foundation of my spiritual practice to you know communicate with that which is greater than myself um to bring in awareness like my higher power continues to allow greater awareness in my life so that i can make choices you know so i get to make choices because before i the choices, the, it was so small, it was so narrow, the option. I didn't even really think there were. I didn't know what, I didn't conceptually understand what options were. Just like you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, like you just did the thing, you just did the thing. Like you just fucking doubled down and did the fucking yeah. thing. Like yeah. this was the thing that you had to, if you just did it harder or <laughs> longer or better or stronger, you know, then. Well, different people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, out. exactly. Yeah. Just the wrong people. Oh, this just, just, just the this, people. Yeah. That'll be fine. <laughs> Switch up the job, switch up the house, switch up the people. It'll all work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? I think um, one of the things about the God idea is even this idea that none of us have to have the same one. Mm. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to hear what you, a higher power is for you guys because it's probably really different than the funny and fierce female that I've got going on. Claire's is quite established. Well... My higher power looks like, I think at first it's important to understand, like, and for me, like, talking about my higher power, I wanted something that was going to work. You know, like, how Al-Anon works, right? Like, we have the book, How Al-Anon Works, like, and we have, like, it works if you work it. There's a lot of, like, working going on in the program, <laughs> which is great. I'm fine with that. I got no problem working the things. Because you're an Al-Anon. Uh, right. That was the joke, Corey. Yeah. Oh, got it. Sorry, I ruined the joke, everybody. <laughs> so. Sometimes our jokes need explaining, but they're Disappointment. I'm going to detach from the disappointment. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, like, I'm really, I have a very creative brain, and I draw, um, like, happiness to me, right? Like, it was really important for me that, like, my higher power was about happiness Mm. is, and, and, like, also, when I was a kid, I remember 
talking to my grandfather that died like when I was a baby um like the stories like they you know he held he like held me and then died um he was like dying of emphysema yep, he was like he was like oh, he was such a dick <laughs> he was like oh, I can die now this child you know and then my mom put on me in a lot of my life like um, sorry, mom. I mean, my mom would say, <laughs> he would say like, you, you know, you're, you're so much of Pepe, which I understand is like such a, a, an adoration, expression of adoration. Right. So I would talk to him. I would like imagine seeing him in the clouds and I would like lay on the grass and talk to him and just be like, Hey, <laughs> like I remember just being like what curious. Up? Yeah. Just being like, I mean, if you're up, but I had this around me, this like God's bad and there's no God. And da, 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 da. But I would be like, is this, you know, what is this? This is, but it was spirituality. Like when I look back, I'm like, as a kid, I had somehow spirituality within me. And for me, it's always been really creative and exciting. So like to fucking answer your question, Jesus Christ, come back around first base. I was oh, like, it's Jesus Christ. Good to know. It's not. Uh-oh. I mean, you call him whatever you want. Um, <laughs> I just say HP. Uh, I do say God a lot now because it's easy, but like I also hear good orderly direction in the rooms and that was always helpful for me. That was really helpful for me to adapt the word God and be able to use it. I just like the word God because it's like fast or HP. I say HP a lot. I mean, HP is like this caricature that's kind of like a cloud. Interesting. Whoa. I like never associated that like childhood memory of looking at the clouds and talking to my grandfather and my dead grandma and having my Everyone's HP be a cloud. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to fall over now. Uh, I'll come back in 10 minutes. Um, I need a pause. <clears throat> now, so my HP is late, but he start. they uh, are very ambiguous and they're kind of like a gray blobular thing. Mm-hmm. like floats about and can become really whatever I need whenever I want it. Um, so like I used to when I was really going through a lot of like like really intense anxiety on a daily basis. When I was in the awareness to like connect with my higher power, I would imagine my higher power like as a scarf. And then his he would be like his arms were like wrapping around the back of my neck and he would hang in front of me and look at me and just say like, it's all right. Hey kid, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out with you right here and we're just gonna get through this together and you don't have to do it alone. He would basically just like preach Alan on literature to me. And it was amazing. <laughs> um, you know, and sometimes I like send him ahead because I've heard that and he's like, send your higher power ahead of you and I will send him ahead and he'll go and it, he just works for me. And so they'll go, what? They, there's no genitalia, so I have no idea. But like they'll go and speak. I imagine them like unicorn rainbowing out, becoming this like very colorful force and then like sprinkling glitter from their butt on things. So I'll imagine like if I haven't been there before, just like what the place maybe looks like for me. And I'm like, yeah, HP, you're fucking good at it. Yeah. And HP's like, and they're like, and it's just like, like the glitter troll doll and trolls that like farts the glitter. That's what my HP is doing like everywhere. So I'm just going to go there and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, the like HP's there. Mm. <clears throat> and then also the Buddha, I really, for me, like in terms of traditional representation of spirituality, the Buddha is very much how, like what resonates with me. Well, I want like, well, how do you define, like, do you have a, a visual that you queue up to get in touch with higher power? You know, I find my higher power in that pause I was talking about, or it, when I realize that I'm watching myself. I'm, 
am always like, oh, who's watching me? Like, how, how do I have those eyes? Mm-hmm. And I imagine that I, you know, that's my higher power. And I'm, I am my higher power. My higher power is me. Spiritually, there's no difference. It's not in that hierarchical mm. kind of relationship. But that it's helpful. I think that's helpful also for me just to kind of be able to get comfort and support. But, but is it externalized then? Because if it's just you. It's, it's, I mean, I feel like I'm not even this. You know, it's mm. like, it's my essence, it's my being is God. Mm. And so that's what actually gets to watch. Uh, that's the watcher. And so every time I have the awareness that I have a choice, every time I have that moment of like, wait a minute, what's that I feel? Then I feel like I'm in that space of the higher power. And it's my choice. It's my choice if I'm going to take, you know, go nuts or if I'm going to go towards a program solution without judgment. But it's in that moment that I feel it the most. Mm. I really, really. I have have actually a question for you, Corey, because we had a conversation uh, a couple of years ago where you said how do we were talking about how to reconcile that bad things happen mm. if there's a God. And I'd like to hear <laughs> how, um, how, you've, how, how do you think about that today? Well, I've reconciled it, so it's good. Great. So everyone's fine. Okay. I, don't, I can't tell you because it's a secret. I just, so many eye rolls <laughs> happen from me. Just constantly. Um, I don't have an rolls. answer to that. I still struggle with that. Um, do you think bad things happen? Do I think bad things Start happen? Start there. Mm. I don't know that I'm beyond thinking that bad things happen. Mm. I think there's something about me that feels very white privilege about being like, and my God did this for me. And like, but I grew up like, you know, well enough off and not hungry and was educated and all of these things. So there's, I have a struggle with that still about the things that seem to be, you know, God didn't want me to have this attractive person. It was this other, it's just, they seem a little like, difficult when I see people, you know, struggling in what I would consider true struggles compared to some of my struggles, like Syria or homelessness or these things. And so I still struggle with why they're in that position. And and I struggle with the idea of like, if, if HP wants their HP wants them to be in that position or wants them to be going through that experience of learning, which of course is, you know, much more in the Buddhist tradition that you need to go through these different stages. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something that seems a little bit white privilege about being like, yeah, you're homeless this life because you need to learn about this. And when, and <laughs> I need to learn about this other thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just have trouble. Which is what accepting being interested in someone that isn't attractive or that you don't find yourself attracted to? Is that your real no, problem? No, no. I'm saying, like, my problem would be like, oh, you know, I don't know if, like, my company's going to sell. Or, like, it's something, you know, not a Is difficult... that stupid? It's not stupid. Because what would not, happen if your company specific, didn't sell? It's my specific concern but i'm not gonna be homeless or hungry how do you know i guess i don't but i don't know so i struggle i struggle with seeing that person and thinking you know i haven't resolved that so i still i still struggle with the interventionist part Mm -hmm. of hp i i choose to believe that it's intervening Hmm. on my behalf because it is it works if you believe that invite even if i just take it down to like if I believe thought patterns, they groove into my brain and therefore they become the reality because da, 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 like that's fine. Whether or not I'm still convincing myself of that, I don't even need to know the answer, whether I'm making it all up in order to have, it's not important because it's still working or as Camus would say, the meaning you make it. Um, but 
yeah, like I hear a lot of people share and like, and then I went into the parking lot of the Gelson's and I ran into Carol and HP wanted me to run into Carol. And I get those Obviously. moments. I get those moments, but sometimes I'll be like, and Obviously. then I wanted Heinz ketchup and then there was Obviously. ketchup. And God wanted me to, it's just like, really? HP is concerned with what your ketchup is? Yes. I know you believe Mine that. is. I know. Mine is. But okay, so what do you believe? What? Back to Rachel's I question because I feel like to Rachel, so we wouldn't have to broach this subject. Yeah, I know because I I I saw you completely defer the question and well, like drop. You like just you, you had, had done such a good job. I was speaking from I was it. speaking for myself. I understood, Corey. but I didn't think that I don't I could, speak for I didn't you. I think I could contribute anything else to the. Conversation I know you'd like that, so that then you wouldn't so have to participate. Um, I don't know. My sponsor often asked me to define my higher power more so that I can have a more direct relationship with it. Um, it evolved that sounds useless. to the ghost of my brother that would just sort of like appear behind me and then my mother would sort of appear behind me. Mm. And I like light. So like when my mom died, I would look at the sun a lot and I would feel her from the sun. And so I still do that a lot. And I think like I'll burn a candle or I'll have a light bulb above when I'm meditating or something and I can like focus on the light even though my eyes are closed. And... I can think about it that way, but it's like a force or a spirit or I just think it's like energy. Then I can have science cover my ass because I like that. Um, and also I believe it. Like we don't know what all the energetic forces are that are keeping a molecule together. You know, we keep finding smaller and smaller particles and we don't know why they act the way they act. And, you know, you can go in any of the sciences deep enough and, and find lack of knowledge enough that would open up the, at least the possibility that something mm. beyond our, and that's the thing about higher power. It's, a, it, and it's the step of power greater than yourself, mm-hmm. step two, what we're mm-hmm. sanity. So mm-hmm. that could be physics, mm-hmm. literally, because mm-hmm. gravity is greater than me, mm-hmm. um, you know, or any other centrifugal force is greater than me. So mm-hmm. that covers the intellectual side that struggles with that. And then the rest of it's expedient to the moment. Like, you know, I've sat there and meditated and feel like I've gotten direct words i've sat there and gotten i i participate in some other outside activities um spiritual programs that help me channel something because it doesn't come to me in a really direct fashion maybe because i can't define it or i struggle with it's being interventionist i think the the fact that you said intervention scott i like that because i don't know intervention is an interesting word mm. to use in description of, of a higher power why did you, why do you think you call it that uh, you know, there's a um, Nick Cave song. Mm. That line is in the first line of a Nick Cave song. I don't believe in an interventionist God. Mm. And I was like, I don't either, Nick Cave. Mm. I don't either. And I've always walked around with that. And I, But you're right. I struggle with that a little bit too in programs sometimes because there's a lot of joy in the rooms. And a lot of people who have a lot of recovery have a lot of joy. And which I really appreciate. But sometimes it feels a little like um, because everything, everything's so great, everything's happening, my higher power has it in store for me that everything is going to be great. And sometimes I think what I personally think this program is doing is it's teaching me resilience. It's allowing me to sit in whatever's given to me with gratitude that it was given. And so it... I And I struggle with that, right? Because on a day-to-day basis, I want everything to be awesome for me, too. 
And when it's not, I get disappointed. But I feel like my spiritual practice is just to be, to sit with it as it is. There's a, a paraphrase of something I've read, which is you, I'm not trying to cast out the darkness. I'm trying to learn to sit in it. And mm. I feel that's what Al-Anon is doing. I think that's how when they say, you know, you can find serenity whether the alcoholic is drinking or not, it's not circumstantial. Serenity isn't circumstantial. It is given to us when we do all this work and when we have this higher power that reminds us, you're safe. You're safe. You're, this is, you're just a being. We're just a being of energy and we're doing fine. <laughs> but So for me, I, sometimes I... I struggle with that too because it feels like, wait, 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 we're not promising everyone that everything's going to get better. I was looking up newcomer today and some of the readers before we did this because, again, we're newcomers in podcasting. And I think we're doing a bang-up job, by the way. It may be the best podcast Nobody that's got this ever far. been recorded, even though no one's hearing this right now. Might have started thinking, literally, is like, one listened this far. <laughs> one person made it. It was my mom. Um, that doesn't work because she's dead. Um, oh, so Jesus. it's the February 22nd. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe she's listening. Probably she's listening. That's HP. what I'm saying. I think of her as my HP sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do I occasionally remind myself that the newcomer to Al-Anon is desperate, lonely, and bewildered? This is from what we call Odette. Odette, Odette babe. Which is one day at a time in Al-Anon, which mm-hmm. is the tough love reader. It's, it's the like original. The it's no the OG. nonsense, no sugarcoating reader. It's fucking OG. When I see a new face in a meeting, it's my turn to make a comment. Do I keep the newcomer in mind and say something to inspire hope? Mm. Those who are familiar with Al-Anon, quote, language, and the Al-Anon concepts are apt to forget that they may increase the newcomer's bewilderment instead of encouraging him or her to come back to us for help. Let me cultivate awareness of those around me. It is all the better for me, too. If I clarify my thoughts before I speak, I want to keep in mind, today's reminder, I want to keep in mind that Al-Anon therapy is an interchange. The more help I give, the more I get. If I learn to be aware of others and am conscious of their reactions, the practice I get in this way will help me improve my relationships at home too. I'd like to, this, those who are familiar with Al-Anon quote-unquote language and the Al-Anon concepts are apt to forget that they may increase the newcomer's bewilderment instead of encouraging him or her to come back. And I think that's what you're sort of talking about here um, today, Rachel, about God. And, and it seems to me like maybe... That was a bit bewildering, um, so I appreciate you bringing that up. HP. Yeah, I think yeah. that is. I think that even that word was just so off-putting to me, God. And um, and I really love that first day. That, I mean, one of those early meetings where the woman said, you don't need it, just keep coming back. Mm. There's so much in our program. I feel like, Claire, you just mentioned it, um, take what you like and leave the rest. The higher power is going to come in. When you do these 12 steps, the higher power comes in. In whatever way it comes in. It, it doesn't have to look like mine. It doesn't have to look like Claire's. It can be kind of nebulous. I love it when people say the group becomes their higher power. Mm-hmm. Because what, mm-hmm. they, what I hear when, that, when mm-hmm. I hear that is that someone comes in with their best self. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. sit in that chair with their best self. And they watch everybody else's best self that day. We go in that room with the best of intentions. 
Mm-hmm. We don't go in that room to mm-hmm. make things crazy. We go in because we're crazy mm-hmm. and we want to not be so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember hearing that early on and being like, I can get behind that because when I go to the when I go to a meeting, I leave feeling better. Yeah, we go to meetings to feel better. I leave feeling better no matter yeah. what happens. Yeah. And so something's in there that makes that is bigger than me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I really like that. I want to say one thing. My sponsor just the other day gave me a new assignment, which is to go up to newcomers. Mm. Yes. And introduce myself. And she said, "Do you do usually do that?" And I said, <laughs> "Oh boy, I don't actually do that." And um so I've been doing it. And And how's it going? It's really really lovely for me. Hmm. At first I thought, "Oh, she wants me to make sure they feel welcome and not alienated like you just read." It's actually for it's me. It's for you. Why weren't you doing it before? Or, you know, not that you were, like, intentionally. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fucking go back yeah, to this fucking newcomers. <laughs> you know what? I have, and this is me taking a little bit of my power and will back, mm. which happens all the time, even with a higher mm-hmm. power in my life. Um, I like belonging, you know. And so when you start going to meetings all the time, you start hanging with some people you really like mm-hmm. and you start sharing with people and the mm-hmm. people you outreach with and sometimes you go to fellowship with them and so I just get I uh, there's no other way to say this I get kind of clicky mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and I think that's just why mm-hmm. it wasn't an intentional not thinking about the newcomer it's just um yeah thinking about my own belonging mm-hmm. and I remember how uh, lonely sometimes it feels to be in an Al-Anon meeting in the beginning because you don't know anyone and, and no one talks to you because they have all their friends and you're like how am I gonna make a little bit friends? yeah yeah it's it's intimidating well, not, no talks to you. I thought I was talking about someone in AA somebody always comes up to you I someone mean somebody to always comes up to me for sure but I was talking to someone in AA about how much everyone goes up to people in AA because they really need like they're struggling, like they need, because to, they not need to not be drinking. Yeah. Mm. But I was like, and I'm like, that doesn't happen in Al-Anon because our whole goal is to learn how to get out of other people's fucking business. <laughs> right. So it's like, well, I'm not going to go interrupt that. Maybe they're enjoying their time, you know, like whatever. Yeah, I don't want to go bother that person that uh, they can come to. But why uh, do I need I to go over? Like, sure. what is it about me that I, my, sure. I need to insert myself into this mm. situation? Cause I've been sure. inserting myself into so many situations yeah. unnecessarily for my whole fucking yeah. life. And so I really thought that was fascinating in AA, and, and I brought one of my AA friends to Al-Anon, and he was like, nobody does that. And I was like, yeah, it's more about, like, it's, if you want it, come ask me. Mm-hmm. You come to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be difficult as a newcomer, especially mm-hmm. since, I don't know if all Al-Anons are like this, but I feel like a lot of them um, have a kind of, like, I got this. So even when you're in the room, you're like, I don't need to fellowship, or I don't need a higher power. Sure. And then each level, like, well, I don't need to be a sponsor, and then mm. I don't need to do service, or whatever, like, like the resistance thing. I mean, some people turn the page, I think, and go straight in, but I, I notice a lot of there can be slowly that. unfolding. With, sure. Like, I'll do, I'll do 80%, I'll do 82%, I'll do 84%, or whatever. Yeah, I think the phrase that keeps coming up for me is like, uh, we suggest six different meetings, you know, because all the meetings are really different. And like to that, I think the experience is really different for everybody. But I think, yeah, some people do have that experience, whereas I think others come in and they like want it and then they go ask 
the speaker, even if they are a newcomer. But gosh, so many times have I heard, like, I just sat in the back of the room and cried for like three years. <laughs> right. You know, which is like um, not my experience, you yeah. know. But like uh, for you, Rachel, when you came in, were you, do you feel like you were the newcomer that like went and like approached or were you yes, t- timid or were what was your... You know, because you came in for yourself too, which is really, I think, a lot different than a lot. I don't hear that story as often as I hear the the coming in because someone's actively drinking in your life. Yeah, and then you get them to stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, I have um, one of the things I still work on in Al-Anon is not performing my life. Mm. I have a tendency to just create a character. And walk into any situation and be like, okay, this is what's being asked of this character. And so this is what she'll do. And so I would get in line and thank the, thank the speaker. But it wasn't necessarily for me to make a connection. It, it was for me to get approval. Mm. And so um, I think I struggled a lot. But, you know, my first meeting in Los Angeles was um, huge. It's a Saturday morning meeting. It's huge. Tons of recovery in that room. And uh, it was intimidating. And so um, I actually, I love what you said about go to six different meetings because I had to go to a meeting that was a little smaller, that was a little more manageable for me so that I could find my voice. Um, Mm -hmm. The big one, I've since been back to that big one because I've been in for a while now and I I know how to have my own authentic voice, but Mm -hmm. I didn't in those days. So I did feel a little alienated. My victim was in there in mm-hmm. that room sometimes mm-hmm. like, no one likes me. But you know what? I'll tell you, the first thing you do is go get a service commitment because Hello. it's an, a fantastic way just to talk to people. And so I became a greeter and you literally meet, greet everybody. You say hello to everybody mm-hmm. and people get used to your face and, you know, we're all just people in there. We're just, I mean, think that's I, it's what popped out when you read that passage, Corey, was the word therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I've ever heard Alan on called therapy. Me neither. It's in the literature, people. Ah. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. We're going to therapy. Fuck, if I had known I was going to therapy. Therapy, I'd be out of here. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper than therapy, that's for sure. <laughs> no, shit. No, yeah, I literally, yeah, support, I like, I like the therapy. Al-Anon therapy. therapy. Yeah. I've never heard but those two is. words together. Now mm. I want to know what the definition of the word therapy is. Uh, well, we can look it up. Because there's physical therapy. There's all kinds, you know. Occupational therapy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hypnotherapy. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Just like for the next five minutes, list different kinds of therapies. Therapy. <laughs> Um, yeah. Aroma therapy. Aroma therapy. But I can I ask you guys about how you are with newcomers? Yeah, Corey, I'd like you to go first. <laughs> if you're available I for that. I um, don't approach newcomers. No, that's not true. In my smaller meetings, I go up to newcomers mm. um, and introduce myself sometimes. I have a feeling that, like, my Alanonism was very strong in the ways of I know it's best, I have all the right answers. I can tell you how to do all the right things and then you'll get exactly what you need. Just listen to me. And and by the way, like I know you didn't ask, but I really need to get involved in your entire life and run everything and figure it out for you. So the first thing that Anon taught me was that I didn't have, didn't have to, that wasn't my business, but also like that. I, I think beyond my being my business, I actually legitimately thought it was my job. Like if I didn't, if, if not me, who, you know? So I really struggled with not being involved in other people's lives. So when I would, with this newcomer thing, sometimes there's a remnant of like someone, this is not for me. Like 
they need me, they'll come get me, or someone else is gonna do this, and not because I'm shirking my responsibility, although maybe on some level it is, but because it was so much, it was so necessary to deprogram the idea that like I had the gospel and I could give it to you. And of course, when I think there's a surgeons in program when it really starts to kick in, that you just feel really like you want to go proselytize and like convert some Haitians, as you said. <laughs> and you know, like, you need program, and you need program, and you need program. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I had to struggle mm-hmm. against inserting myself in other people's lives. So I don't do it as much as I should. Like now that I think about it, should and you? For that reason, Are you shitting on yourself? I'm not shitting <laughs> as much as I could, as much as you know would be helpful. But then that's the beautiful thing about this higher power thing, like. If I didn't go talk to that person that day, it was probably a reason. I probably you wouldn't have said the right thing. To talk to and person. if I had walked over there, then this person wouldn't have come over. And that's the person that turned to be the sponsor. Literally, thank and God. And like, what the hell do I know? So like, I was tired. I, I didn't want to do the, the uh, hold the hands at the end of the day today. I'm like, I have a cold. Everybody here has a cold. Wow. I'm leaving before the final circle up. And I was like, that's I some HP shit right there. I'm not seeing to go right now because I'm, I'm getting up. And leaving wow. at the last, which I never do. <clears throat> so, but every time I do anything like that, I'm like, well, that must be what's supposed to happen. So, HP, great. This is interesting because earlier, just saying. Yeah, there's some conflicts here. Yeah. You know, faith is I love not that. a science, Claire. Wow. Yeah. So, there's nuances. Is it a belief? Um, I, I don't know. love everything you just shared. Personally, I enjoyed it. That's Thank my opinion. Um, yeah, I think you're right. You'll, I would agree. I talk, I talk to the people that, that I'm supposed to talk to, not yeah. because I'm supposed to do it, but because my higher power already knows the thing I don't know. Yeah. And I get to talk to the people that I need to talk to. It's very. It's a very mutual situation. Well, I, think I do talk to. Are so strong that you get a lot approached a lot in rooms. And of course, if you share, you it's will so get approached because that's the thing. <laughs> and if you don't share, you won't get approached. So I mean, that's again the program works if you work it. Like if you speak up, even if you just like Fuck. ramble. I was crying gonna say garbage. that they come up to me a lot, but then I was like, I don't want to sound arrogant, smug, self righteous, and dominating. I think there should be a disclaimer that Claire is like crazy good program. And part of my enjoyment of you is that I get to consistently <laughs> reduce and resist it at all turns. Which <laughs> this is how it which works I for me. Experience like as a how gift. osmosis is into me. I experience that as a gift of like, I might not be right. You know, like that is a gift for me of like, hmm, could I rethink this again? I just want to say that it does say in our literature to embrace the newcomer says it in there and it it does i mean i don't have the fucking phrase for you wherever that's what i don't have the this comes from courage to train from page one i don't have that for you right now but i can look it up if you want but it does it does encourage us to embrace the newcomer and like i was grateful that people came up to me you know when but also if you're not available for it i think it's of service to everyone to not approach people because you're not ready like it all works itself out in its way it does but you know i was thinking when you were saying that Claire, how much you know yourself and how much you know sort of the parameters of your program where you are today mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't that avatar being like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I need to perform in this way or this way or this way. Sometimes I feel like my sponsor has to give me things to, like these little tasks mm-hmm. to do because I don't know where that line is. Mm. I don't always know 
that I'm not doing this for me mm-hmm. and not I'm not doing this because I'm afraid of rejection. Mm. I'm afraid of being overwhelmed by someone else's story, mm-hmm. all these kinds of mm-hmm. things, which is not what I've found out so far doing it. People are just grateful. Mm. And yeah. it reminds me that I am in a position now that I, you know, again, I don't have to operate through fear. Mm-hmm. I get to give what I have. I don't, this isn't, this isn't a program about storing up a lot of good stuff and then holding it for myself. Unfortunately. It's a hoarding program. Yeah, it's a hoarding program. Mm. Um, It's it's a program about giving, uh, being a constant channel for my higher power. Mm -hmm. So what comes in goes out. What Mm -hmm. comes in goes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a testament to you that you see yourself that way. I sort of see myself as this self-manipulator a lot. Mm. Like I'll tell myself a story and I'll go pretty far down the road. Mm -hmm. And so right now, sponsorship, this is a plug for sponsorship. Get yourself a sponsor. (laughs) Brought to you by sponsorship. Sponsorship. What's it all about? (laughs) Tired of those sad coffees. (laughs) You can can read sponsorship or share from your own experience. (laughs) Commercial to follow. Anyway, it's that she can be that for me. Mm-hmm. She can sort of set mm-hmm. the parameters of my program at a different mm-hmm. time, so that I'm, I'm growing within mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. side little side note. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. So we thought we would play a game called "Is it a slogan?" Is it a slogan? Okay, so we have four slogans from the Al-Anon program. Okay, but one of them is not a real slogan. What? And we're going to test our guest. <sighs> To see if she knows which slogan is not an actual Al-Anon slogan. So Claire is going to read the slogans and then you will get to guess which one is not a slogan. And if you win, you will get a brand new Buick LeSabre. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do it. She wants it. She wants that Buick. All right, Rachel. Here are your four slogans. Slogan number one, just for today. Slogan number two, thank. Slogan number three, let it begin with God. Slogan number four, together we can make it. Which one of these, one, two, three, or four, is not an Al-Anon slogan? That would be number three. Is that right? I don't know. You're the one that's got the card. Drum roll, please. That is correct, Rachel. Let it begin with God is not a slogan. Do you know what the correct slogan is? Let it begin with me. Oh yes. She's so good, people. I was just kidding about that Buickless Saber. <laughs> <laughs> also, you didn't agree to the term, so you get nothing. But my admiration. Thank you. It means a lot. Oh, I'm so glad. What does that slogan mean to you, Rachel? Or does it mean anything? Do you use it at all? Do you not give a shit about that particular slogan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't use that slogan. (laughs) Tell me why. Tell me why. Come on. No, this is good. Some of the slogans, I really don't actually know what they mean. Oh, my. A lot of those you said in the... the quiz here i didn't i don't use and i don't know what they mean um let's just stick to the one that you (laughs) knew (laughs) okay let's start that over start that over um (laughs) let it begin with me i don't use that slogan Hmm. um i think it goes back 
to this idea that I don't know when arrogance is coming into the way I'm behaving or not. Mm. So when I hear, let it begin with me, I start thinking like, it's about me. And a lot of my program I'm trying to not make about me. Um, But what I what I hear and what I think is really positive about this slogan is that I can't expect anybody else to, you know, I used to always think I'd be perfect if everyone else would just Mm. get their act together. I've never thought that, but whatever. Right. Right. And so if, if it begins with me, I'm the one that has to be kind. I'm the one that has to be truthful. I'm the one that has to show up in serenity. I'm the one that has to practice my program. None, no one can be, no one can do this for me and it starts here my recovery starts with me it's a gr- actually a great slogan now that i'm mm. thinking it out i was just gonna say i mean it's i was like yeah kind of sounds yeah, like yeah i love it opinion um yeah. <laughs> do you use that's what we're doing here oh, just right. to be clear in case oh, you're God. just tuning in i uh, none of the opinions expressed right, here but i was just like i think you need to use this are slogan all of the opinions like, expressed yourself. here um, i strictly the person who gave them take me like the rest of do you use this slogan claire <laughs> my Alanon that wants to be me to be really small mm. doesn't want to answer the first answer that came from my higher power Gross. I am so gross. <laughs> what? The fucking <laughs> Alanon that comes out of my mouth. Like, it comes, I'm like, but this is what my higher powers are. Sometimes my own, like, practice of the program grosses me out a little bit. Like, when you, like, kiss your significant other and you're like, wow, that was probably really gross for everyone else that was watching. It's like that. How mm. are you kissing your significant other? That's gross. I just mean, like, not actually gross, but, like, the cuteness. You know, that's so cute, it's gross. Right. Mm. Corey. I would definitely be grossed out. Other people, somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. Um, I do. Mm. Yeah, I really do. Uh, This slogan, like, speaks so... I love slogans, and this one particularly is my first slogan. Um, Because of everything you ended up saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. quite a good slogan. It's a fanta- I didn't get it for a, a little bit because I, uh, you hear it um, on the tent cards. Uh, let it begin with me when anyone anywhere reaches out for the help of Al-Anon. Or let Al-Anon be there and let it begin with me. Blah, blah, blah. And um, which I took for so long is like, oh, yeah, say hi to the newcomer. Mm. Um, or if someone's really expressing something, you know, say, oh, yeah, I do this thing, you know. Um but now, let it begin with me means exactly what you said to me all the time. And I, I often go, oh, let it begin with me. If I'm having a conflict or I think, you know, it's like it's putting the focus back on myself. It's always about putting the focus back on because I only have control over three things, my attitude, my perspective, and my circumstance. That's it. And that's letting it begin with me. You know, mm-hmm. so like, yeah, if I want to see the change, like... I'm the one that need, that's got to do it. If I want more compassion, let me be more compassionate. Mm. If I want more courage, let me be more courageous. You know, like, um, yeah. Wow. Do you use that slogan, Corey? Um, I don't know if I use that slogan. I think a bit. I don't know if I use it in that way. Um, definitely from the prospect of, you know, if I want something, then I have to do it first. I mean, I can't expect anything that I'm not willing to give. If I want to be vulnerable... If I want people to be vulnerable with me, that's the one I use a lot. Like if I want people to be vulnerable with me, I'm going to have to be vulnerable. 
Um, so I don't, I think I use it, but I don't know that I use it as a slogan. Like, I think I practice it as a concept. Mm -hmm. It's not one that I like pull up. Like I'm obsessed with easy does it Mm -hmm. for like the last year. Mm -hmm. That's all I want out Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. So there's certain slogans like Mm -hmm. that that are more prominent, but we actually, when pulling those together, there was one I was like, I've never even heard this slogan before. Like everyone. Together we can make it. Together we can make it. Never heard that. Literally never heard before. That's the we though. So we, and we should look at it or whatever, but like, um, yeah. So, not a ton. Not a ton. I'm a fave. So I thought we could end the program with what we're going to be working on this week. And I thought Claire could go first and tell us what she wants to work on this week. Courage. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, really, though. Um, That was the authentic answer. Mm. Yeah. Courage is really, the courage to change is really Mm. emotional for me. And, um, like, really, yeah, feels unmanageable. Feels like a lot of my character defects come up around courage, which is interesting because my whole life I've been told that I'm courageous. And I'm like, (laughs) and I used to think that was something different than what I understand it to be today. So that looks like doing things differently, even when it's uncomfortable. And like literally like walking into discomfort, being like, oh, what's that thing that makes me uncomfortable? Can I try to take a step towards that today to learn Mm -hmm. how to be more the person I want to be, to have more of the life I want? Nice. I am going to work on deserving. I don't know if that's a thing, but feeling worthy, I guess. Okay. Worthiness. Worthy of... (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. I know I've, I've been offered some interesting new development and I am struggling with feeling like it's kind of a lot of things that I want and they're all coming. They, they it looks nice in a way that I would be like, mm, I don't know if I, if I'm worthy of that. Can I ask what, what department of your life this is this in? This would be the romantic in? department. Oh, the romantic, I mean, cue very, romantic music. It's a little bit too good on paper. So um, I will struggle with that because that will make me feel like it's a sham. And so I'm going to be working on that. I can can already tell you that's what's going to come up Mm. and what will be what comes up in all future podcasts that I've recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Not the worthiness, but, you know. Specifically worthiness to relationships. Mine was related to the two career department. Because that's what's going to come up. (laughs) Wow, I didn't say that to you. I didn't say that to you. That's when true. You, that was you know? really judgmental. Just, I'm just being. I was just saying, like, it's a really nice pairing, <laughs> work and love. We could be like a sitcom in the '70s, like work and love. One person's got. I wasn't really. I wasn't really need. mad. Did you think I was really no, I mad? No. No. Do you think I would care? I think you did for a second. Oh, I got okay. you. I can't put my glasses on with these. Me neither. These fucking headphones. Rachel, you're up. Rachel. Oh, God. Um, what am I going to work on this week? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I, it's something I've been wanting to work on, so I guess I'll make the... I guess I'll call myself out and do it this week. Um, I would like to start, whenever possible, looking at my motives for the way I'm behaving. 
And so it requires that I have to move sort of slowly and intentionally so that I can stop <laughs> what I'm doing to see what the motive is behind it. But um, I think for me, it's a little missing piece on looking at why I behave the way I behave. My suspicion is that I'm going to realize that a lot of my motives is, are, is to get out of fear or uncomfortableness, but that's a good thing to see, I think, and then be able to ask myself, do I need to do that? Do I need to get out of anything? Am I in actual danger, or is this just Rick <laughs> <laughs> kicking up a storm? Oh, Rick. Oh, Rick's back, no, kicking up a storm. So I'm going to try to look at my motives for the way I behave. Lovely. I can't wait. I to want hear. that one too. <laughs> no. I want no. all of them. No. So I'm, good. I'm just going to do one. Just one at a time. Just for one today. Just for one day at a time. I want it all now. First things first. <laughs> Fuck. Um, that's great, Rachel. Thank you so much. I really yeah, look forward beautiful. to hearing how that goes for you. Thank you. So I do I. I look forward to talking to you guys about it. And thank you so much for joining us today on Crosstalk. Yeah, what a gift. Let's a give gift. Rachel a round of applause for a great crosstalk. Thank you for letting us crosstalk over you um, <laughs> and at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was you know, really lovely for everybody to hear your experience around this. And thank you for sharing about being a newcomer. And thank you for being our first guest ever. Yay! Such an honor. Show. What an honor. So. I, hope. <laughs> I just want to say again. All the opinions expressed here are strictly the person who gave them, so please take what you like and leave the rest. Thank you for joining us, Rachel, on our very first episode of Crosstalk. Oh, it was an honor. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, keep, keep coming back. Keep coming back. back.